Hey folks, Joni here. In a male-dominated music world, Charlotte's Reese Raps is working her way to the top. Today on Amplifier, we revisit our 2021 interview with the up-and-coming lyricist. I hope you enjoy today's conversation, and I hope you stay safe and stay inspired. Being a woman in hip-hop is it's really a blessing. And it's a curse at the same time. Like, we have to do so much more to get the same respect that a male artist would get. But then it's like, now's the era of women to to really rise above and, and be seen and be noticed. I'm Joni Deutsch, and from WFAE in Charlotte, this is Amplifier, the music podcast where we shine a light on the artist who calls Charlotte home. Because Charlotte is more than just a banking city or a football city. So every other Thursday on this podcast, we're going to explore the people, places, and things that help define the Queen City's crown sound. And today, we'll hear from the MC who's pushing feminism to the forefront of Charlotte hip hop. That's coming up on Amplifier. Amplifier. And then the beat will drop. Amplifier. 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 Can you introduce yourself and tell us what you do in Charlotte Music? What up, what up? I'm Reese Raps and I'm a hip hop artist here in Charlotte. I also throw events and um we do Bam Charlotte, which is a hip hop event. We have four hip hop acts and then um, two producers, Open Mic Cypher. I was doing open mics, so I just do a little bit of everything. (laughs) Reese, thank you for joining us for this remote interview, especially this month of March as we're celebrating Women's History Month and the talented women of music, and that includes you. Um, In in recent years, Reese, you've been recognized as the queen of Charlotte hip hop, one of the best emerging rappers in the city. And as you put it on your 2019 debut release, you're ready to kick in the door of Charlotte music and the hip hop industry at large. For certain it's not hurting the perpetrator when you hold on to this anger and keep on pleating fingers. You shouldn't linger on the things that kill your spirit. Your soul is crying out, you think that I don't hear it? You'll never learn your lesson And all these negative feelings Push you to a deep depression Stop all those bad thoughts Cause bad thoughts make bad hearts And bad hearts have bad starts And bad starts bring remorse And of course you're the source Of everything that happens Positivity will bring a positive reaction Reactions are reflections Of what previously enacted And you buy like you don't understand The laws of attraction We'll get into that And your role in Charlotte music In just a bit uh, Before we do I'd love to hear more about How this love of music began what inspired you to get into hip-hop and rap? Well, really, I've been a writer, like, since I was a kid. It wasn't necessarily music all the time. It would, it would be, like, fan fiction or something. I would write, like, the alternate story of Sonic the Hedgehog and Amy and Tails and stuff like that. So it started, like, with poetry and um I wrote like a short play like in middle school and just I was just writing a bunch of different stuff but it was um it turned from that to like mainly poetry but when it actually turned to music 
was when I was a teenager, um, actually in college, a freshman in college, and we would be drinking and freestyling and stuff. And um, I'm like, if I could freestyle and do this, then let me try to actually like write some of these raps down. And so that's when it actually started. But my love for music um, and performing actually really started younger as well. Um, my granddad, he loved music so much. He used to actually like have his fake radio show on Sundays and stuff like that. He had a bunch of records and I'm from Pittsburgh and we he had this group called the Unspeakables and I was the youngest member of that group and basically we would lip sync to like oldies like Patti LaBelle. They would have me do Patti LaBelle songs, the Pointer Sisters and all different types of stuff where I would I was just like that young free member. I, I did that from when I was like 5 until when I moved when I was 12. So that's where I, my love for performance started. My mom, she raps like not seriously, but she does rap. So it's it's just always been a part of my life. Reese, you mentioned generational music, you know, the different decades of of genres that you grew up with. And when I listen to your contemporary music, the music you've released in the last couple of years, it brings me back. Your rhythm and flow brings me back to the 90s. It brings me back to the decade of, you know, some of the biggest MCs and rappers, uh, Biggie, Lauryn Hill. I hear tinges of TLC's left eye and the way that you flow. Yeah, yeah. I'm in frustration meets creation. My dreams linger in my mind. They tailgating. It is a mistaken on where I'm meant to be. My mind, body, soul goes into this my whole entity. And I'm suffering through all my lyrics can you hear it i'm working all the time they ask me why i'm so serious i got the kind of drive to make it fast like i'm furious i gotta hit the gas i don't care if it's perilous i'm the type to look medusa in her eyes i put the pudding in the proof at least i can say that i charge and no chicken noodles so you can heal her salsa with geronimo when i drown the flock you must tune into my chronicles so I'm wondering, what did the 90s mean to you, and, and did it shape your interest in pursuit of music? Yeah, I get that a lot, and yes, absolutely. The 90s is like my favorite. Well, I was born in the 90s, but, you know, I was discovering more as I got older and stuff, but that's my favorite, like, era of music. I love Lauryn Hill. Um, I love just different sounds. TLC, I do get the left eye comparisons and everything, but, like, the 90s, I feel like, there was a lot of balance, I feel like, in the in the mainstream where that we don't see enough of today. So I feel like the people are out there, but what's pushed in the mainstream today is like just one spectrum, which was still there in the '90s. But we don't get enough of like the Lauren Hills and the Erica Badu's and stuff like that. We don't have enough of that balance today. But I just feel like '90s music is timeless. I still listen to that today. Like I listen to a lot of um, 90s music and early 2000s music. Like I don't really listen to a lot of newer music. So that's why you will see here like the older vibes, but that 95 to like 2005 era, that decade, I feel like was a lot of where um, the music that I still listen to today. I want a lady's feelings on you only if I can. I ain't no getting my heart stolen was part of the plan. It's been a couple nights and I think it's the perfect time to tell you that these L's that I'm sending ain't no highlights. He makes me feel like I'm floating on cloud nine. Ready and willing, it's a feeling that I can't describe. He tries to spark any conversation that he can find. So he can enter every single capsule of my mind. Vulnerable stages make me feel so anxious. So he turns me on, this ain't just pure 
patience He conquered my heart and he made it his nation It ain't take much I still get this tingly feeling when our lips touch I got him warming up to me though he's a cold play The only time I've ever felt I had a soulmate And he don't role play He keeps it real with me The type of person that brings you back to reality The type of person you can look directly in the eyes And realize this is everything you fantasize you eventually left Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. and you had a few moves before you, you got down here to Charlotte, North yeah. Carolina. Um, so kind of walk me through just um, those different moves that led you to being here in, in CLT. Yeah, so um, I'm, we moved from Pittsburgh, because we moved around a lot in Pittsburgh. I probably lived, went to like four different schools before I was in seventh grade. And um, seventh grade, my dad had got laid off and stuff. Um when I was like in fourth grade. So we went from living like in the suburbs of Pittsburgh to moving to the hood. So, um, but I'm so grateful for that experience because I needed that because I was like, I just didn't know a lot. We were so sheltered. Uh, me and my um, younger siblings, we were very sheltered. So, and my parents, they, they came from the hood. So, and my mom was like, I just wish my kids kind of could experience that, but she didn't know that she was actually get what she was wishing for. So um, we actually moved to California just for more opportunity. My dad got a job offer and it was just a six month to hire thing. Um, And we just went for it because we didn't, we wanted to get out the hood. So (laughs) we moved, we moved to California and he didn't get hired on after six months, which was good in a way for us because we did not really like where we lived in California. We lived in Temecula. And Temecula, I actually went to not too long ago. It's totally more developed than it was in 2007. But Temecula was literally a valley. Like the valley girl thing is not a stereotype. That's real. When you're in mountains, people really do talk like that. And it was just crazy to go from Pittsburgh. There's not a whole lot of diversity. Like you don't really see too many Hispanics there. You don't see too many Asian people. It's just it's kind of like white and black there. When it, well, it was when I was growing up, and then I moved to um, California, and it wasn't a whole lot of um, black people in California where I lived, and it was like a, mainly like white and Mexican. So it was just um, it was just different. But the valley thing, there was like nothing there. There was like a Walmart maybe like off the highway, you really couldn't walk anywhere. It just wasn't what we were used to because Pittsburgh, you can get anywhere. Like the public transportation is very good. Like, so that was different. We lived there, it was super hot for like six months. We moved there in February. It rained like twice the whole time we were there. Like I got like 10 shades darker. (laughs) So that was cool. It was a cool experience though. Like I'm glad, people say they get like Cali vibes from me, but I only lived there for a little bit, so I don't think so. But then we moved. My dad ended up finding a job in St. Louis. So I went to high school in St. Louis. Um, I lived there for four years. Um, St. Louis was pretty cool. It was my favorite place to live before I moved to Charlotte. So St. Louis was nice. Um, The recession hit. They laid off half the company. So we had to move somewhere again. And um, it ended up being Kansas City. And Kansas City is actually where I started rapping um when I lived in Kansas City and when I started um you know posting video to, videos to YouTube and stuff like that so I I I have a Midwest influence even though I really didn't like living in Kansas City I'm still influenced by um their style like I um the tech nines you know 
uh, the fast rap, you know, my ex was, his favorite rapper was Twisted. So it's like a lot of fast rap, that's, that's in the Midwest. So I do rap fast a lot of times, but also, um, you know, Eminem was one of my first favorite rappers. So I got influence from him who's from the Midwest, but then I'm from Pennsylvania. And then, but anyways, about how I got to Charlotte, <laughs> I had this, I had, I used to work for Quick Trip. So when I was in high school, I started working for Quick Trip in St. Louis. Um, I was able to transfer after a year when we moved to Kansas City. And I'm like, my dad had got updated because the reason why he was getting laid off is because he had been doing computer programming since like the 80s and he wasn't updated on his languages. You know, C++ is out now, it's Java's in and all the different stuff. So he ended up getting updated on his languages on the job. So I'm like, now we don't have to just move anywhere that hires you. We can actually take our pick. And it was maybe we were living in Kansas City for three years at the time. This was... Um, 2014, 15. And I'm like, we don't like it here. It gets cold in the winter. Like, let's just, let's move to Charlotte. They're building a new division out there for Quick Trip. Um, I'll be able to get promoted quicker. You'll be, we'll be closer to home. Um, Pennsylvania and stuff. You can visit your mom. Um, to talking to my mom and stuff. Like, you can visit, we can visit family easier. I'll get promoted. It'll be warmer. Um, It'll be awesome. We'll just all move to Charlotte. And they're like, all right, bet. <laughs> Let's move to Charlotte. But then my um, my dad's job actually offered him more money to stay another year. Within that year, I met my ex. I had moved out my parents' house. And then after the year was up, my parents moved to Charlotte and I stayed behind. <laughs> so it was my big idea to move. And then I stayed behind. So my parents moved here in 2015. It wasn't until three years later when I left my ex that I actually moved to Charlotte. And I'm glad I did. I was, it was a really good decision, but I'm glad I kind of, I sent my family away so I could kind of meet them later, but it was good to like be able to go somewhere with my family and not be around my ex. So, I, cause that was, it ended up being like an abusive situation I, I was in after my parents left. I didn't have any family and I kind of, I kind of needed I wouldn't say I needed that, but that situation helped me grow, you know, and I had never really went through a whole lot, nothing to that magnitude. So, I mean, it helped me grow and it changed my, it changed my trajectory with my music and um, my message and where I was going with it. So finally I moved to Charlotte. I left all my stuff, um, all my clothes, all my belongings. I took my little dog and um, moved to Charlotte. So... <laughs> It, it was really a good decision. And that's something to note about your music is that your debut album, the songs focus on overcoming negativity, on finding the resolve to hold your head up and to keep moving forward. Look at me finally free And no one can tell me differently I do whatever I please me Shauna or Reese. I felt so trapped in KC. I just could not get inspired. Then I leave to the Carolinas. Now ice bits that hot fire. Matter of fact, call me Dylon. Can't touch this like a hot iron. Don't try to feel me out, man. I ain't no scantron. It sounds as if those personal experiences, the transitioning of being in the Midwest to moving to Charlotte, 
um, was rooted, the, the music was rooted in those personal experience. Yes. And it, what's crazy is that um, I started actually rapping, like I said, when I was 19. I also met my ex at 19. And I had been like maybe six months into rapping when we met. But then he he was also a rapper and he was like, I don't want a girlfriend who raps. And I, I thought it was a <laughs> hobby at that point. So I actually stopped. Like I, I chose him over my craft. So I kind of took four years off in a way for that whole relationship because I wasn't allowed to, to do what I wanted to do in that relationship. So it... When I, I actually didn't think I could do it anymore. I thought it was just something, it was just a phase or something like that. Or there's certain points within that relationship I would write, like Distractions of Happiness. I wrote that while I was in that relationship. I just had never recorded it or anything like that. I can't forgive, can't forget, can't forgive, can't forget, can't forgive, can't forgive. Live and let die. You break free, then you'll fly. Escape all the hatred you have before your future ends up worsening your past. When I actually moved to Charlotte, it's just like my creative energy came back. Like I say in free, I felt so trapped in KC. I just could not get inspired and not leave to the Carolinas. Now I spit that hot fire. <laughs> like, so it was like so much. I was able to go from like not writing any songs to I wrote like 15 songs in just a couple months um, once I moved and got out of that situation. And it was so much experience and stuff that I didn't actually put on that project too, um, which actually got into the relationship and different things. And it was just really like a release for me. Like music is, I swear like music is like, my notepad, because I used to actually physically write with a notebook and pen and paper, that is like my best friend. Like, I don't talk to people about my experiences. You'll learn more about me through like, I guess an interview, but also my music. <laughs> You'll learn the most about me through that because I was going through a lot. And when I got out of that, my music was the only thing that I had, you know, like I could actually write that down, feel these emotions. I might cry when I write it. I might feel a certain type of way, but, and then it, it transfers that energy and then eventually it just becomes beautiful art. Like, and then you're proud of it. And it's just something how you could take these feelings and put them into something that lasts forever. And you may be over that chapter in your life, but that may help somebody else that's going through that. Coming up, Reese raps on women rising in rap and her advice for the next generation of hip-hop artists. That's right after this break on Amplifier. Twenty twenty felt like a monumental moment for women in rap and hip-hop. Uh, especially in May 2020, when we saw Nicki Minaj, Doja Cat, Megan Thee Stallion, and Cardi B simultaneously dominating the music charts. Right. And uh, even just more recently in 2021 at the Grammys, with Megan and Beyonce making history for being the first pair of women right. to win in the best rap performance category. So, Reese, I'd love to hear more about your experience as you've been here in Charlotte and working through rap and hip hop as a woman, as an artist of color? 
Yes. So being a woman in hip hop is it's really a blessing and it's a curse at the same time. Like it's like we have to do so much more to get the same respect that a male artist would get. But then it's like now's the era of women to to really rise above and and be seen and be noticed. So it's at a point it's easier to get um, noticed, but it's harder to get respect. You know, like it's easier to get noticed as the female, but really. A lot of us females can go bar for bar with the men. And I think people sleep on that fact that females are really harder than most men. Like what we rap and everything, our, our punchlines, our metaphors. A lot of times I feel like the men kind of need to step their game up a little bit because women are definitely taking over. And it's really a, it's really a good time. It feels like, um, no, I'll say the next decade we're kind of we're going to see more of it than the last one because um, it's probably like the second half of the decade we start seeing more, like 2015 on, we start seeing more diversity with female artists, female hip-hop artists and stuff like that. So um, I'm looking forward for it to be like more like the 90s where there's so many different styles of female rap that is recognized um, and not just one type because um, a lot of times we get stereotyped too as female artists um to make a certain type of music but I want to be respected as a rapper period you know as as well as a female rapper but as a rapper I don't want you to be like oh she's one of the best female artists really I'm one of the best artists you know I want to I want to hear that so just like they won best rap category there wasn't best female rap you know, so I don't, they don't even have that category right now. So it's just, it's beautiful to be able to see. And I feel like women are really going to um, take over if we're not already doing it. <laughs> well, more broadly then with the rap and hip hop in Charlotte, um, because if we're going to talk about emerging artists, I mean, we have to talk about the folks that are right here in this region, right. Loot being signed to Dreamville Records, DaBaby, right. and even with Anthony Hamilton joining him at the 2021 Grammys for that performance. Uh, there are homegrown heroes and MCs right here in our neck of the woods that are doing great things on a national landscape. So I'd love to hear your thoughts then on how this music scene has embraced, supported, um, or even to some degree, uh, not supported the emerging artists like yourself. So this scene in Charlotte, I really love Charlotte because um, this is where I started, you know, performing. I started recording. I started actually doing anything, taking music seriously in Charlotte. And I did get embraced, even though I'm not from here. So I feel like Charlotte, they respected the fact that I was different. Even though um, when I came out here, there wasn't a lot of culture-driven events kind of in Charlotte were gone. So I was just going around everywhere. I had performed like over 100 times in a few months because I didn't want it to look like I just started out performing and just started doing stuff. And I got a lot of love and respect from the people in Charlotte. I feel like you got to keep Charlotte's attention, though, too, at the same time. So like... There's a lot to be done in Charlotte for the culture of the scene. And I feel like I want to be a part of that growth, you know? So that's why I started creating, um, I wanted to do, I did my open mic because there wasn't enough events that was for someone that wasn't 
a trap artist. So I'm all about creating what you want to see in the scene rather than complaining about what's not in the scene. So I feel like Charlotte is like a melting pot and it's, it's really, it has the potential to be whatever you want it to be. So if you feel like there's something that's missing in Charlotte, then you should add that. But I do feel like um, unity between the different markets in Charlotte, it needs to come back. There's like so many different groups of people and I kind of dabble in a lot of different groups, but I feel like we all should be like dabbling together and then pushing um, all different types of artists for the scene. We got to have more unity when it comes to that and um, build up all the talented people, not just the people that are already have a bunch of accolades. You know, Reese, one thing about your music, and it, it relates to what you're talking about in terms of finding and creating opportunities, with your music, a unique component of it prior to the pandemic, when live performances were more of a thing, was that you included a live band in your setup, you know, a guitarist, a drummer, list goes on, which is a fairly unique setup for rappers and MCs. So tell me a little bit about that live artistic element and why it was important to be here in Charlotte with your music. I feel like we got to bring back live bands with hip hop, like um, and live instruments in hip hop, just in general, you know, like the roots, that's the main, you know, live band hip hop thing. They're from Pennsylvania, like I'm from Pennsylvania. So, um, but I do feel like it's a part of, who it's a part of the culture, you know, of the scene, you know, the drums, the the live instruments. So really what um, had me start bringing in the live instruments was when I did a show at the Fillmore in early 2019. And I was already performing like everywhere, every day. And at that point I was like performing like crazy. And I'm like, I had to sell like 25 tickets. And I'm like, how am I going to get people out to this show if they see me on this place every day of the week, <laughs> on that place there? How am I going to offer something different to where they're going to feel like, okay, I need to come see this show or offer a different element? I had met some musicians um, that was like, you know, if you ever want to play, let me know. And I'm like, yeah, sure, let's do it. And so we got together. And from there, I just love the feel that the live instruments bring. It's a different type of energy. It, it does something different to you. And live instrument, I just love music. Like you can listen to live instruments, close your eyes and really get lost in the moment. So I feel like um, with hip hop, blending the raps with the live, that is a unique thing that not a lot of people do today. But I'm looking forward to come back. So I'm looking forward to start throwing shows and getting other artists up. And it gives the musicians a chance to shine because that's a part of our culture as well. Like the musicians need more opportunities just like we do. And it's just cool to be able to come together and create, you know, beautiful sounds. So I'm excited about getting back with the band now um, and getting that back together now that stuff is starting to pick up again. Reese, as someone who has been you know, recognized and titled one of the artists you need to watch in Charlotte. Mm -hmm. What are your words of wisdom to the other artists, the other folks that want to get into music, especially the woman wanting to get into hip hop music in the region? Mm -hmm. I feel like you just got to be yourself. And that's what propelled me to where I was able to do a lot in a little bit of time. You know, I just 
got here three years ago, you know? So, and I was already getting recognized for stuff because I went hard and I was unique. And I feel like everybody has the opportunity to be unique. But why is uniqueness so rare in today's world? It's because everybody is trying to be somebody else and they're trying to follow trends. And I, that's just something I don't do. I don't, I look within, you know, I make the trends, you know, <laughs> I don't really try to follow what I think is uh, is going to be hot or what I think people literally write and they think about what people will like and and they write for that and that, that's good to an extent but I just feel like when you're talking timeless music that's going to last forever you have to look within and I just want people to um, be themselves work hard study your craft talk to people take advice hi, hi. don't wait on anybody when you're yourself you can rise above in an oversaturated market. I get high, so I don't feel the lows. On this roller coaster ride that we call life. And I get high, so I don't feel the lows. Reese Rap's debut album is titled The DOAP, available on ReeseRaps.bandcamp.com and wherever fine music is streamed and sold. Amplifier is a production of WFAE. This episode was written and produced by me, Joni Deutsch. Our editor is Jennifer Lang. Our theme music is provided by Dirty Art Club. Share your favorite Charlotte music recommendations with me on social media. You can tag and follow me. I'm at a change of tune. Amplifier features a new musical episode every other Thursday. So make sure to subscribe to the Amplifier podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you find podcasts. And if you're listening on NPR One, make sure to give us a heart or a favorite. Check out the playlist and show notes for today's episode, along with a Charlotte music map and a way for you to submit your music on our website, wfae.org slash amplifier. Until next time, I'm Joni Deutsch. Thanks for listening.